Welcome to Wind Down, the weekly catch-up between friends Scott and Lydia. We'll be discussing the stories of the week as well as giving you a much-needed dose of good news. There'll also be a book recommendation and Scott's gift of the week, all accompanied by a big glass of wine. So grab a bottle, settle down and enjoy. Hi everyone. Hello everyone. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am stressed. I am moving in two days. By the time this podcast comes out, I will have moved to London. Oh it's all God. happening. It is happening. It's happened so fast, but I think that's so. <laughs> I think that's so good though, because then you don't. You just you're caught up in it, and you're like, okay, it's happening. Yeah, literally, like two weeks. We got the flat, and now we're moving. Yeah. God, that has been crazy. So quick. Yeah, but I'm. Yeah, like you said, like you kind of don't have time to think about it because. It's just happening so quickly. Yeah, and um, like before you know it, you'll be in there, and you would have been in there literally. for like three months already. And you're like, "Oh my god, okay. oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, don't." Hopefully, the sofa would end up by then. <laughs> having your hot girl summer, you'd be fine. Oh my god, yeah, I'm so the sun's excited. <laughs> oh my god, what is this weather? It's May. It's like, awful. What is this? <laughs> it's so grim. Literally, it's meant to be raining on the day that I move in, which I hope is not an omen. No, absolutely not. No. It's no. just that it's God's just showering you with home. kindness or something. Yeah. <laughs> God is crying because you're moving home. <laughs> oh my God, that was sad. <laughs> no offence to God's. Um, no. <laughs> but no, that's so exciting. I am very excited. Yes. Um, what have you been up to this week? Uh, so I had last week off work, so oh yes, which was so nice. Um, got my hair done, got my eyebrows done. Just oh yes, we should point out that Scott is now a blonde. He's joined I'm a gang. Blondie. I've joined the club. Um, blonde. Are you having more fun? I I am actually, and do you know what? <laughs> Weirdly enough, um, after having my week off, I feel so like refreshed and almost like cleansed of like stress and that like obviously you get a little bit of stress at work but I was saying to my manager today like how I've weirdly like it sounds so deep and like it ain't that deep but (laughs) it I feel so much more like aware and like even like today when there was like moments where I was like I feel really shitty and stressed I was Mm -hmm. like no like pull yourself back like you don't need to be stressed about this you're cool you got this that's a great mentality to be in. I yeah, really feel like having like a few days off, which even like a long weekend, just reset your mind for work and you're like yeah. ready to go. Because like before I took the time off, I was like stressed. And when I got stressed, I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> getting so agitated. Whereas now I feel like I'm just like, what is the point of being stressed? Like being stressed doesn't solve anything. Like it is what it is. You just have to do it and just be happy about doing it. Like put a happy song on and you'll be good. That is a very good attitude to have. Well done. I mean, I don't know how long it will last. But... I mean, we are two days into the week. <laughs> I was tested today already. <laughs> Second day in Austin. It's fine. No one's dying. It's fine. Exactly. Like we've always said it. And it is a well-known fact in our um, place of works that like we're not saving lives, people. Yeah, literally. Like we're not the NHS. We're fine. No, exactly. Yeah. But um, um, so our wine of the week this week is looking a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't. So it's, it's you know, really cheap. It's refreshing. It's a perfect summer drink, but also mm-hmm. perfect in the winter as well. Yes. It's, it's water. 
<laughs> Good old Agua. <laughs> no, the reason for this is, so basically, at least a bit later on in the podcast, we, well, I sat down with a very good friend of mine, um, and we had a wine of a week on there. So you, the wine of the week will be revealed later on in the show. Um, so should we get no, started? So, I just wanted a break from the booze. <laughs> She's had enough. <laughs> I, have, I have had enough, and I feel like this week's going to be like, celebrating so I need to like detox beforehand hence the pint of water oh my god yeah detox all of that out to reload it all back up again no I'm I really need to <laughs> chill out but yeah should we kick things off let's do it what is our first topic of the week I mean it's not really a topic but it's just uh we're very happy that mm-hmm. Perry is having a baby oh what my is god, in the water so literally happy. what is in the water <laughs> hopefully it's not in my water if it is that's gonna be a miracle <laughs> oh my god (laughs) but yeah like so happy for her it's wild that they like we're like let's wait a week apart you know let's just do it i just love that they're pregnant together they're pregnant with their manager as well oh my god their manager's pregnant yeah it's so sweet but um and then jade's just on the sidelines bless her like cool auntie but i mean she's she's like the eternal cool auntie there isn't she honestly like those vibes She's basically my age, but I would love her to be my auntie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, she's so cool. I love Jane. I love them all. I'm I was so watching YouTube of them earlier, and I was just like, oh, they're so, they're just so nice. They're just such good smells. Did you see, though, one thing I am very angry about, um, and Little Mix themselves, or Leanne, took to Little Mix's mm. account to call yes. out... Um, the Metro. The Metro on literally misnaming her, so... On the front cover was a page of Perry, was like Perry's pregnancy announcement with an inset picture of Leanne, and in the little caption it mentioned like Perry announced that she's now pregnant, and then it was like an in- inset Jade, and it was like no no that's not Jade like it, that's Leanne oh my God. and she was like again it goes back to that whole like it, it, so people just easily do that for some reason like mm. where was the subs team checking this copy before it went to print I just don't like understand how you can get them mixed up like no. I just like who why were they not checking that copy like little mix on like some unknown indie band they're literally like the biggest girl group in the world and you've got their names wrong yeah and do you know like it always it really reminds me of back to um last year when our my company started doing their diversity and inclusion policies and everything like that and reviewing stuff and we had so many like panel talks about like it was around the George Floyd sort of stuff um and those events that obviously again sparked it and we had these this panel talk um and it was all black females and males talking about their experiences that kind of thing and like people said how like it was a very clear but one um front cover I can't remember what the publication it was for um, it was years ago now. It was a very, very clear picture of Kanye West. And someone said it was like Jay-Z or someone. And it was printed as that. And it's like, just what, just because it's the colour of their skin, you think that you can get the people mixed Names up. Wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just really brought me back to that moment. And I was like, what? How? like you said, they're such a well-known girl band. Like, what the hell? Not that that makes it any better, but like one of the excuses that like if they were smaller, they'd be okay. But no. like, yeah, just the <clears> fact <throat> that they are so well known, they've been so in the public in the last few weeks, especially that mm-hmm. you could then get it wrong. It's just wild. I know, and it's, a, it's literally you're so right. What you just said about like they 
been in the press like so much and it's like literally the week before like Leanne announced her pregnancy and that's who you were writing about about like how then do you get that name like suddenly wrong wrong front cover as well like shame on you like they apologize for it but like it's just a bit like what like I just I'm so glad you did it though yeah because I feel like that's happened happened before with Jade and Leanne yeah I think it has like because then she's got her documentary coming out this week I think um which would be really interesting to watch um about race um maybe we'll talk about that next week yeah um just this is turning into a little mixed podcast (laughs) (laughs) as it always does (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so happy for perry and i hope jade has a lot of fun being cool aunt that's all you can be the little little mixers (laughs) let's move Um, on to our next one shall we yes a bit of i think this is good news yeah i mean yeah it is good news um again long time coming so today the queen like in her speech um they've confirmed that the conversion therapy is going to be banned finally mm. um it is not banned yet but they're taking the steps to getting it to be banned it's do you know what like i felt very uh i felt like all day like since like the she mentioned it in the speech and like more mm. to come out about it afterwards I mm. felt very like mixed emotions about it. it just in terms of obviously like you said like it's an amazing thing long time coming I'm glad it's finally happening but it's still not finally happening like mm. it's what gets me is like there's like a, almost like a fine print um so like there was an article on pink news who wrote someone wrote about it and there was a bit in it that was like um it's the consultation is set to seek to opin- seek to opinions of the public and key stakeholder to ensure that the ban can address the practice while protecting the medical profession, defending freedom of speech and upholding religious freedom. So it's almost like they're not gonna fully ban it in terms of like that's it done, it's scrapped. It's like we're gonna find out what the people think about this and then we'll like see what we do. I and just... I'm like what like I don't know if I've just read that completely wrong but I've mm. seen so many people on Twitter say the same thing of like yeah as it's good not as it a is, cut and dry enough yeah yeah it's not a cut and dry this is like uh, illegal yeah like you know I, in any form it's 2021 yeah. why is this still here especially in the yeah. UK like we're such a I, I'd like to say we're such like a forward company Company, we're a company, company, are we? Country. Hello, only wine, people. I, I can't even blame you on the drink. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's what's in the bin in the water. <laughs> so definitely what's in mine. Um, it's vodka. No drink. Um, <laughs> no, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, we're such a, a forward-thinking country, and I just, I, it still surprises me to this day that it's still a thing here. But I mean, so I was watching Call the Midwife the other day, and that was set in 1966, mm-hmm. and there was a one storyline was about this gay guy and this was 1966 and they were doing kind of like a conversion therapy he was being given tablets to make him throw up um and like exercise his body essentially and given like pornography and stuff i'm guessing of straight people Mm. um and like the self-hatred he had and the shame it was just so sad and the fact that like then like 10 years before that alan turing was castrated like killed himself mm-hmm. because like being gay in 1966 was like still illegal and it's just 
the fact that like yeah you think we think we're a forward thinking country and we have come a long way but equally we haven't like no and like and it just made me really sad to watch the episode like it was a really important episode to watch yeah and I think it's just so sad that thing as well of like people think that because we have like prides and everything like that that like that's almost it kind of thing and it's like no 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 mm-hmm. like we very very much still need pride mm-hmm. and everything like that now because things aren't good things aren't still how they're meant to be and it I just yeah it it throws me and another thing that's thrown me kind of like leading on from this is um the very 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 sad event that happened in Iran um mm-hmm really going to mispronounce his name and I'm so sorry it Ali Ali Reza um Fazeli Monfared I'm really sorry if that's really bad pronunciation um he was a 20 year old young man living in Iran um who was beheaded by his male relatives I think it was his brother that did it um for being gay and I think like that just makes me a bit emotional I'm like it's 20 years old like and I think it's so sad that this guy he was gonna him and his boyfriend were gonna flee um to Turkey and basically to be happy together and then his own family in flesh and blood done that to him as they thought it was almost like a, a helping him helping him out kind of thing and I'm like again this is so it's so sad but it proves why we we still need pride Mm. around the world and to raise awareness for this. And I'm so annoyed as well because I've also not seen, and I might be wrong, um, I've not seen any major news publications report about this. Yeah. And it's like, so just because it's something to do with the LGBT community that you might not necessarily write about, it's actually a disgusting thing that's happened. And if it was a straight couple, you'd write about Mm. it. It'd be, yeah. it'd be reported about somewhere yeah definitely and I think it's that thing that we think especially like if we're like young and in our like 20s and stuff like you're on Twitter you think that like the world is like much better than it is mm-hmm. like because you know we're like a Twitter like um like a micro community almost like, even though mm-hmm. Twitter's massive we think that everyone thinks like us and they don't and this mm-hmm. is it like you said like when we need pride and stuff because the vast majority of people do not think you know like the young generation does today and even in our generation and it's just so sad that that happened to him Mm um yeah it's just awful it's so sad yeah it is um but hopefully it it causes some sort of thing and some things happen from it do you know what I mean like as sad as it is and it should never have happened hopefully some good comes out of it in some way somewhere Mm. um but yeah, let's move on to a more uplifting vibe, which is Drag Race Australia. Um, and I'm, the worst snatch game in history. <laughs> honestly, they were all like, this is going to be the best snatch game ever. And I'm ever. like, it's absolutely not hum. Like, when you get out of, when you rewatch this back, <laughs> oh, eating your words. Literally. I, I, I just, I, literally, I don't even know. Like, Oh, this season I feel like I feel like everyone was like okay we'll give it another episode mm. and now everyone's just going to switch off from it because everyone I've spoken to just hated it now it was just so flat and such deadbeat mm. atmosphere and 
I just, yeah, I was like, okay, like. And I was really I, surprised because I think, I feel like Aussies are really funny. So I was really surprised yeah. that it was that bad. And like, I, again, stereotyping, and I'm really sorry, but like, it, Australians are known for their very like quick wit and dry humour. Yeah. And like, and like for drag race, oh, for drag, is hilarious. Mm. And yeah like, where where was that in snatch game because uh there wasn't much of it <laughs> no i did like that was it the one who did the queen elizabeth she was oh my right. god yeah yeah loved her she won didn't she yeah, yeah she deserved to win yeah um, i really liked her can't remember her name but yeah she yeah absolutely deserved that win her um runway outfit was really nice as well yeah it was good um and old art simone left bless her i know like what did she say to the producer at the end? Also, her teeth when she was saying that thing at the end. Oh, my God, I know. I was like... <laughs> it just made it look more vicious. I was like, I don't like it. She's going to snap. <laughs> I don't know whether she was the worst the worst person, and I'm surprised she did go. Um. So we said, I said in our one last week when we were talking about them that she was mm. one of my favourites. Mm. Uh, my opinion did change on her in the last episode, the most recent one. Mm. She just has that demeanour about her that she's better than everyone else. And, like, again, we've said it on here, there's confidence, but there's a t- fine line between confidence and arrogance. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... No, well, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was going to say that it's, like... Like, it's almost like... This is what I noticed, like, with Joe Black, everyone was shocked when they left. Mm-hmm. And, again, and with Osman, like, the whole... All the queens themselves are like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I think Rude almost is like okay if you think you're the best person it's always it's a massive drag persona then you've got to bring it and if you don't I'm going to judge you harsher than I would the other girls Mm -hmm. because you're already this celebrity drag person yeah if that makes sense then she's like okay go like she almost doesn't want to give it to them no absolutely um I I agree in terms of I don't think she should have been in the thing um I think her Mm. runway saved her yeah uh but it's been known to happen throughout drag race history that wrong decisions are made. Mm. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's just the way that, um, is it Jojo? Is that the queen's name? Who's in a lip sync with her? Uh, Coco Jumbo. Okay. Yeah. Um, the way she was, she was a soz bitch. I walked to the back and I was like, Oh, savage. <laughs> it wasn't even a hard get. It was just like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, because I was really worried that like Coco was going to go and it would have been like, okay, hey, cool, the only two queens of colour in that entire show are yeah. gone. And I was just like, that can't happen. I was just surprised that they both ended up in the bottom two. Maybe not Coco, but I was just surprised that Simone was in the bottom two. Yeah, I, I um, expected Coco to be there. I mean, her dra- uh, snatch game was awful. The mm. runway was just mediocre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Art Simone should have been in a lip sync. No. But yeah. mm. is what it is. Will we watch next week? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Tune in next time. <laughs> because like we might have given up by then. <laughs> yeah, we might have given up by everyone else's. I, I really want to see what their like viewing numbers are for it because Yes, that'd be so interesting. Everyone on Twitter like hates it. Yeah. It's not going well for the Aussies, unfortunately. No. Sad times, guys. Yeah. Okay, so now we are going to move on to um, a very exciting interview with Scott's lovely friend, Holly. Yes. Um, Basically, me and Holly got together um, just to talk about growing up together, both being gay and um, our experiences, talking about... So Holly's a teacher. She delves into teaching in schools and how she deals with sort of stuff that she has to deal with on a daily basis um 
and yeah, it's a really good chat. So here it is. Hi, babes. How are you? I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? Oh, just so weird. Okay. <laughs> um, so basically, how have you been? How has your week been? Yeah, good. Busy week. Very busy couple of weeks. Yeah. All the kids have been back. But other than that, yeah, good. Fine. Okay, so bad. before we get into it, tell me a bit about yourself. Tell our lovely listeners who you are. Okay, right. So I'm one of your best friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm Holly. Hi. Uh, I'm a behaviour mentor at a uh, fairly well-known high school in the UK. Um in South London at the moment. Um, <laughs> rep in South London. Yeah, rep in South London. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, love my job. Very much about changing the youth of today and here to have a bit of a chat about what, what we think we could change and Lovely. Yeah. Okay, so before we get started, so me and Holly have even got our own little wine for this special episode. <laughs> um, so the wine is called 19 Crimes, and Holly actually introduced me into this wine. Yeah, Holly did. Um, so it is a red. Um, we are drinking it from a box. We are, cl- we are classy. <laughs> Keeping it classy. You can get more for your money with a box. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just put your mouth underneath Literally, it. Literally, yeah. Um, basically, it is southeastern Australia... Um, and so tell me the story behind this because it's such a cool box of what, like even the bottles, they're so cool. Oh yeah, no. So the, so the bottles themselves are great though, because so there's an app that you can download as well. Mm-hmm. So the 90 kinds of bottles that you can buy in most supermarkets, they're normally no more than a tenner as well. For, yeah. And um, considering the wine is very good for like a 10 pound a bottle. Oh, it's such a nice oh, it's, wine. Oh, it's incredible. The rum barrel ones are particularly good, mm. which are the ones you can get in like the major supermarkets. Um, but, like, I think the box you said was from a major supermarket as well, as yeah. well, that we're drinking today. And, like, so what you can do is you download the app and you can, like, like hover over it with your phone. Mm-hmm. And then the person that's on the bottle basically talks to you and tells them their story. Yeah, it's so freaking weird. It's really cool, though. So it's all, so it's all British citizens that were, I can't remember what the word is now, but, like, that were, I don't know what the word is. Imprisoned? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ex- exiled. That's the Ex- word. That's the one. That's what we're going for. Exiled to Australia way back when for various crimes. And so they have like different wines for different things. So like my favourite one is the uh, all of the wines that they have. They, it's mainly red. And all of the reds they have um, for this one series is finished in rum barrels. And that's the one I introduced you to. Yeah. And then we haven't stopped drinking it since. Honestly, <laughs> it's such a nice wine. Like... I only recently got into red wine, like, at the end of last year. I've been pushing you for red wine for years. You have. And you were and never into it. No. I was the oldest, like... I know, you were, like, the 80-year-old of the group. <laughs> <laughs> in joints and wine it, taste. It's fine. I've, I've caught up now. We're both there together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so it's such a lovely wine. It's 14%, so even better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, what I find funny is that on this box, it says consume within six weeks. Babe, I'll consume in six minutes. Five <laughs> 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 weeks. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, he's basically gone into his box like a Capri Sun. <laughs> Stab it down already. I bought the glass and he came out with a massive straw. Literally. He made himself out of If you're not doing it right, why are you doing it? Um, um, so well, cheers anyway. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Okay, so this, this is all very exciting. exciting. I've been wanting you to do something like this for a long time. So. Yes, and we are here and we are doing it. I'm very glad that we're all doing it. Um... So let's dive straight, straight in. Straight in. I'm a bit Australian. Straight in. We go straight in. Um, <laughs> You're going to offend a lot of Australians. I know, I'm listeners. so sorry. Um, <laughs> Say it again. We don't fucking sound like that. Yeah. What are you saying? Um, I can't do it, but <laughs> we'll give it a good go. Um, so let's just go back through us. And we've been friends right. now for 
Uh, how old are we now? 20... 26. We're 26, we've been friends since we were 14. Yeah. So... Uh, too long. <laughs> that's like, yeah, 12 years. It's very hard Let's not talk history. about that. Um, but we met in high school. Yep. We have been together literally since then. And basically, it's just been... We've been through a lot together. Yeah, well, we did the coming out of each other thing. We're each other's... Like, I, I say this to... I've, I've said it to uh, my partner, Megan, quite a lot. Like, you're one of the first friends of mine that I probably came out to. Yeah, like, I remember... I don't, I don't think anybody really knew before. Though. No, like, and I remember we kind of very, very properly first met. Like, we knew each other kind of in school. But it was we, weird how we first yeah, met. Yeah, we went away on a friend's birthday yeah. um, to a caravan And site. we hadn't met in school at this point. No. And we had to meet up at her, her house. parents' house yeah. to like so that parents could have like a meeting about how they were all going to look mm-hmm. after the children. And then, I don't know, you were there first. Yeah. And then I think my parents walked in. And then they were like, oh! Yeah, it's we know you. And then it was like, sorry? Like, well, I don't even know him. So how do you know them? Yeah, like, our parents weirdly knew each other yeah. from like Speedway days. Yeah, Speedway day. way back when. I mean, if those of you that don't know what it is, British Speedway... Uh, it's like a, it's not like American Speedway. <laughs> no, it's British Speedway is, uh, yeah, one of the most incredible smells in the world. Oh my god, best smell ever. Best smell ever. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, Speedway tracks. It's like motorbike racing, isn't it, really? Mm. But, like, but they haven't got a brake. They've got a clutch and a throttle. And I mean, we both go, hence why I'm not that interested. <laughs> and I am super but... <laughs> interested. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, motorbikes and engines. Literally. So, yeah. so like, yeah, we went away on this weekend together. We ended up sharing a room in the caravan. Yeah. We was talking. We would be up till like, God knows Stupid when in the morning, o'clock. just chatting yeah. weirdly. And I think at that age, you don't really... I feel like you have that sense of shyness about you, like anyone at that age. I think at that age, you really find the people that are going to matter, though, as well. Like, for me especially, and like, and I feel like that a lot of the time, because I look at the, the people that we still talk to in in high school and, and certain things that we went through to do with our mental health or mm. home lives not being, you know, great and then things between us mm. that we went through with our friends that I think makes it a much more... There's something a lot more substantial about those sort of friendships. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that's fairly undeniable for all of us anyway. Yeah, and I think it's like, we've always said it, like, it's you, it's so rare to come across friendships like that nowadays, I think. Oh, I mean, especially now, I mean, like, the amount of, I mean, the, the way that I see friendships treated in my job now, mm. like, and I think of us at that age. And just how different it was. You know, there's a lot that's better now that would have been great for us. Like, I mean, in the way of LGBT education and things like that. Mm. There's, you know, things are much better. And in a lot of ways, you know, I'm so glad that we didn't have... That iPhones weren't popular yet. Yeah. Like, iPhones didn't get popular until we were in sixth form. <laughs> and I've never been more happy about that. Like, I've never felt older. But I've also... <laughs> I've never been more grateful to not be part of... That insane gen like when I first got Facebook when we were in high school, people called me a nerd because they were like, well, Facebook's for old people, mm. and it's like Zuckerberg's absolutely peeing himself yeah, out, like, you gosh. know, and you, that's now it's like this massive thing, obviously. The same thing with Twitter and mm-hmm. things like that, like you know, all these things that we did in like year nine or something mm-hmm. that then absolutely exploded. And now in my career, you know, I see it absolutely turned out, and I'll, I'll always say WhatsApp, right, which was never an issue, never has been an no, issue really for yeah. our generation. WhatsApp will be the downfall of this generation. It's yeah. absolutely horrific. Some of the some of the stuff on WhatsApp, like WhatsApp statuses, for example. Yeah. Didn't know that was a thing. 
I mean, I, I don't think I've ever changed my status on it. My WhatsApp status is the same WhatsApp status I've had since 2010. Is it online? When I downloaded... No, it <laughs> is busy with a little one-finger emoji and a tortoise <laughs> to show I'm going slow reply. <laughs> and it's the old emojis oh that you cannot God. get anymore. <laughs> what a throwback. <laughs> because it was from, like, my Blackberry curve. Oh, God, a Blackberry In, like, good. 2012, yeah. I used to love a Blackberry phone. I used to love a Blackberry. Blackberry curves. But, oh, what were the... Re- oh, what was the real... The Blackberry Touch, mm. when it had any touch and the scrolly and the, yeah. button that nobody ever needed. No, by the way. it was so unnecessary, but at the same time, oh, incredibly so. But it. you just wanted to be like, well, I can scroll, or yeah. I can touch, or I can touch. I don't care. I've got the option, mate. That's the point. Um, but yeah, so we've been through a lot together. Like we've been yep. like, especially like coming out like stuff mm-hmm. and that. Like mm-hmm. we, I feel like we were each other's first people to know and. I think I think you were my first proper conversation about it. Oh good, yeah, you definitely. Like I don't, mind. I don't think I ever expressed what being gay was mm. to me, like to anybody until we met. Yeah, I think same. But it's that thing of like, we've even like throughout our friendship, like it's never been a thing. It was almost like we had that conversation. We both sort of said it. Yeah, and, like, and then it was we, like right, but in other news. <laughs> yeah, it was like okay, yeah. moving on. Yeah, but I think that's but more like, importantly, we're yeah. also really cool people that get on really well. I mean, we are very cool people. We are really cool um, people. I've been telling people this for years. They still don't believe me. Well. Very, very rude. <laughs> so very rude. <laughs> but it's that thing, isn't it? Of like, it's like we always said, like going through school and that, like mm-hmm. school is actually such a hard time. Like looking back now, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, or it's not as bad as what it is like now for some people. Yeah, yeah, and I think I agree. I think I've all, I've always said that same thing very much. So um, the last few years, especially, but since I've been working within education, I have realised how naive it is to mm. say something like that. And actually, it's almost, it's it's wound me up a little bit, almost. Yeah. Like, I've wound myself up and annoyed myself by saying it a couple of times um, about certain situations I've been in professionally or not. Because I've gone, oh, no, because that's exactly what people were saying about this situation I was going through yeah. when I was 14, 15. And actually, it was a really big deal. Mm. And people didn't know about it. And, like, you know. So my my aim is always to just be the person that I needed in high school. I oh feel God, like yeah. as educators and as... To be honest with you, mate, like, to be fair, like, as adults, I feel like if you go through life with that sort of mentality, mm-hmm. you won't do too bad. Yeah. You know? It's so true. Because, yeah, like, we... I mean, I never had, like, a grown-up that I could talk to yeah, or no, go not to or not anything like that. And it's even, like, weird, like, because we've... We've gone through so many relationships mm-hmm. and like together, and it's like you just back then again. We'd always be there for each other and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And but then like things would happen, and it was like you obviously deal with it there and then. But like, looking back now, it's so weird to think of how we used to think about it back then. I think you just you don't realize how much of a mentality change you have through your, especially your early twenties. Mm. Like I don't know about you, like I was. <laughs> We're 26. But like, you know, like we're 26 now. Like, yeah. We are disgustingly, it's oh. a fact that we are closer to 30 than we are 20 now. But God. like those, my, my early 20s were like the absolute making of me half the time. And it was really when the least amount was probably going on in my life. Mm. 
But it was when I had the time to focus on me because I did that thing where we... And we all did that thing, I feel like, especially within our friendship group, and me and you especially, we did a hell of a lot of growing up super, super quick when we had to do adult life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> not not everybody did it, but most of us did it, and I mm-hmm. feel like the people that we're still really close to did it. Yeah. And that's why the friendships were. Mm-hmm. And it's why we can all substantially be there for each other in things that we're going through like with you with work me with work and you know we have we have which is a lovely thing to have in our friendship group we have such incredibly different careers yeah all of us have incredibly different careers you know from from literally from like say at home mom homemakers to educators to teachers to fashion industry to mm-hmm. publications you know advertising whatever yeah we've got a like, trade we've got a bit of everything in our yeah, friendship yeah. group and i think that that's the sort of stuff and keeping hold of those friendships and what is the thing that's kept us very humble and a very tight group yeah and also very grounded i think oh absolutely well. i mean because like, the thing is that like, we're not from much either like no. i think i think you've you can forget sometimes, especially when we went off to uni and we met people from very different social backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's such a struggle. And nobody really... I realised recently as well, working in education... I say recently, working in education for years now, but recently um, thinking about sort of moving into more of the careers uh, aspect of it and stuff with six formers mm. uh, is where I'm sort of wanting to go now. So I've had to start considering a lot of the things that I would have wanted to know, mm. you know, when we left high school. Um, and it's, for example... I know we talk about it all the time, for example, PHCE classes. Yeah. Right? Or like, uh, or some schools now call them human life skills classes. Yeah. And things like that. There, there, there's plenty that could have been on that curriculum that would have benefited us oh a, a lot more. And I don't say that naively anymore. I say it as an educator. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I know now that, yeah, it would still, you know, and it still very much would be there. Like, I was absolutely dumbfounded the other week. Um, we And it must be last week, we came back from half term week before last and I was sorting out my sort of resources and stuff mm. in my behaviour rooms <laughs> and um and one of my counterparts came in and was like oh right here's this book about money management and how to use your money and I was like oh my god that's incredible yeah but in 2021 I shouldn't be just feeling like that's a breakthrough yeah like that bothers the hell out of me like that should not be a break- breakthrough in 2021 that we're just teaching kids how to learn how to, learn how to use money honestly that's <laughs> but that so shouldn't true. just be happening so true because yeah, like we don't learn anything about taxes i still don't know about taxes now i don't, I don't know how to, i don't know how mortgages work no i only just know how taxes work and that's because i've been working since i was 40 yeah when i had to start paying taxes properly when i was out of uni at 90 yeah. that's when i learned how to start doing taxes I had no idea how rent worked mm-hmm. or why we had to pay what we had to pay for rent or yeah. how much rent was you know, I had no idea about any of these things. And these are all things that my students ask me now that I give them the answers to, but I'm doing, you know, a student here, a student there. When they're asking me these questions on the day, yes, I'll give them the answer. Mm-hmm. But what should really be happening is it should be a national curriculum that we're teaching kids about this stuff. Because, I mean, I talk to our friends about it all the time. Like, I literally messaged you guys, I think, on the group chat and was like, look, I want to put this forward yeah. for a curriculum. I need to know what you guys wish mm-hmm. we knew, you know, because you have to, I have to look to us and think, what did I wish I knew? Yeah. What did I wish I had? And that's why, like, very much at work and stuff like that, it's like you go, and again, it ties in with everything. It ties in with the LGBT thing again. Mm-hmm. It's like, I am out at work. Yeah. Because I wish I'd have had teachers. Like, we, we had teachers in high school that we knew were, were gay queer or, or gay, yeah. you know, some, you know. Um, but it, it was never, it was never a truth. It was never a fact, you know. Nobody ever said it. 
No, yeah, it was um, always like a not like, from us. It was always like a guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was just confirmed. like, oh well, you know, come on, and like I mean, now you could. I mean, you could absolutely never say that now because no. it's just so because the world's eyes are open a lot more mm. now, and I'm very thankful for that. But yeah. I just mean like even we were naive enough being within that community to yeah, think yeah, that yeah. that's how we had to judge somebody. That's the thing. <laughs> like, like, it's ridiculous. It's such an important thing. I think that there's still loads of like stuff has been done and it is better, but like. God, I remember being in school and like we had no education on LGBT, not at all. QI plus, like nothing, like not even like sexual health, no. like even just like history about mm-hmm. it. There was literally absolutely zero. Yeah, well, it's quite a big point that I've actually brought up recently. It's like I've had a bit of a chat and stuff with like a couple of colleagues and and bits of obs like like queer colleagues. Mm. Um, and I've and I've always and to be fair, I've always said to you and one of our like best friends as well. Yeah. Um, I've always said something that really bothered me as a as as a gay woman and girl and you know for you know forever I've always known. Um, one of the things that really bothered me was like the fact when I had my first sexual experience I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Because all of my straight friends had at least an idea of what they were yeah. meant to do. Now I'm not saying that we need to discuss in depth things the about gay sex. You know <laughs> that's not what has to happen. Of course not. But we should have some idea because it's a really it's a super intimidating oh experience. Gosh, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm 26. It's still intimidating now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I still go bright red, man. Like, but I think it's that thing, though. Like, even though it's like, okay, it doesn't need to be spoken about a lot, but like, just have that consideration there. Like, you don't, as a teacher, or like, we always just have like, those guest speakers come in. Yeah, exactly. Which was, which almost, which really bothers me, actually. Yeah. Because I'm like, but well, we have trust in these staff members. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I know, like, there's loads of my students who are, who are not out, but are out. Yeah. And are, are sort of like, well, you know, like, oh, well, I just want to come and talk to you. And it's like, well, no, I understand that. But unfortunately, that's just not how it works. Yeah. It's a systematic thing that we have to adhere by. Yeah. But this is where it should be more of a national curriculum. 100%. Like, there was always, like, my go-to teachers that I would always just find yep. comfort in. Mm-hmm. Like, we never obviously said anything, but, like, I was comfortable being more myself around them. And, oh, like, absolutely. I would... Like, I never spoke about my female relationship yeah, when no, I was yeah. in high school other than to, like, two drama... No, a music teacher and a drama teacher. Yeah. Because they were the two women that just made... I was say That was my safe space. And I think it's that thing, like... Like, not... This isn't against, like, all teachers, obviously, or anything <laughs> like that, but, like, I do think, like... There was a teacher who was very camp. Yeah. And op- I'm get- I- now I'd say openly gay. Well, like, yeah. We yeah. knew. Yeah. Um, but even like their attitude towards students who they might have thought were gay or were of mm-hmm. some sort of sexuality was very ignorant. Yeah. Like yeah. now, like, I would, if I went into teaching and I saw someone who I thought I might be gay or yeah. whoever, like, as in a student, you mean, if you saw a student? Yeah, if I right, saw a okay. student and I was like, okay, they could be gay. Right. But, like, this teacher that I'm trying to refer to, I was saying her name, <laughs> like, was, like, actually quite, like, ignorant in a way and very standoffish and was actually really fucking rude. Right. I, right, okay, I know exactly who you're talking about. I was um, going to say, I but, know who you're talking right, about. Right, no, I know who you're talking about. But I also think that they, um, back then... As well, and I, I do you know what I say back then, like it was a really long time ago, mm. and then I think it wasn't a long time ago, and then I remember it's over 10 years ago. God, I feel very old, yeah. Um, but but even back then, like in that short amount of time, because that's recent, man, that's mm. recent for social change, that is a that's a very recent cultural change, it's a very recent, mm. you know, it's a short amount of time. 
But even even from when we were in high school to now, I mean, I mean, it's worlds away, man, worlds away. You know, we would have, I would, I would have killed for the acceptance. And don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of issues, and kids still really suffer. You know, I never take, you know, it's never just going to go away. Any mm. of it, you know, the bullying, but no matter what, it's about racism, homophobia, or anything, you know, yeah. you're always going to, because unfortunately, you breed what you breed, like. Yeah. You know, if they're your ideas, then unfortunately, your kids are going to have those ideals. So Absolutely. There you go, and that's fine, and it's. And that's why I sort of take it as a very personal thing. Of okay, well, that's my responsibility to change it. Then okay, well, mm. that's and it's why it's always been my thing. Well, I'm just going to be nice. Like my thing is, I just you know, you've known me for however many years. Like I just want to come in and make somebody laugh. If I made somebody laugh, I'm okay. Yeah, and it's that just not passing any judgment. I think. Like, yeah, like and it's and you need that in education. And like you yeah. say, when we were in education, we had those certain teachers mm. that we were like, okay, no, now I don't feel judged. So yeah. I will come to you to talk to you. And obviously I get it, like, obviously I'm not a teacher, but like, yeah. maybe you can shed some light on it. But like, again, like, referring back to this teacher who I felt was very ignorant mm-hmm. towards someone who they thought maybe were camp mm-hmm. or queer or whatever. Like, is that, was that maybe them having that teacher-student boundary kind of thing? Because I, I think... just think like they came across very rude sometimes and very standoffish yeah and I i'm like is that just them as a person i can completely understand where you come from i think i can tell you from a personal experience <laughs> now that no it is not them as a yeah. person it's not them as a person they are they are yeah they're really cool they're really nice actually um as as now we're not just a teacher now a colleague but like genuinely yeah no really really nice um but actually it's like the thing is when you work in education you don't realize especially like i mean like i haven't had it so much since i've started working in education and i've been very lucky in that way that I've been able to be out and quite actively out. Yeah. And be able to be very open and have those conversations with students, things like that. And be honest when they say, like, oh, well, your boyfriend. And I go, oh, well, actually, girlfriend. Mm. Or, you know, no, my partner. When you say partner, is it, no, no, it's my girlfriend. Like, but, yeah. you know, I just, I'm not about, I'm not going to deny that because me being denied that, I think, pushed me into the closet for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Longer than I probably would have been. Yeah, and I think that's So the I just don't want to do that. No, and I think that's the thing as well, isn't it? Of like, we, I mean, I can feel it, like, in my industry now, like, oh, being God, in fashion, yeah. like, obviously... You've got a cutthroat industry yeah, as well. Yeah, and, like, the, the stereotype is basically that every guy who works in fashion is gay, mm-hmm. which it really isn't yeah. the case that that is... Well, I can every, every girl that plays rugby is gay. Yeah. You know, me, me and one other girl again on our entire team. <laughs> like, it's that stereotype. Yeah. yeah. I think that's Sorry. the thing of, like, <laughs> it's so easy for people to just automatically think like yeah that's that kind of mm-hmm. thing and it's like no it's absolutely not it like you don't know the circumstances you don't know the things behind it kind of thing yeah like, it's one of those things isn't it it's, it's one of those again one of those social issues that we just really really hope is subject to change soon because we're all a little bit sick of it i think yeah and i think it's that it's just the whole like it's, it's the thing like it's the 21st century mm-hmm. everyone's like luckily lgbtqi uh, topics are out there more and being covered oh very more. much so like i say you look at you look at us at 15 yeah and i look at my students at 15 and i think my god the amount of education that you guys have on this on this subject topic and community mm-hmm. is incredible because i i learn about the gay community by going to brighton pride at 14 years old yeah that's yeah. how i learned about the gay community but even then, like... And even like, then, I was closeted. So yeah. I could, like, you know, I exactly. couldn't even put anything out on Facebook. I think we were both closeted. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I mean... Yeah. It was... You know, how are we... We, we have to learn in silence. 
And it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I think that's an awful thing. And obviously, I get people's circumstances are different, but like, oh, yeah, I read, I, like, I, I think that's the thing of like where we're both quite lucky we had each other. Yeah. To, yeah. We didn't always have to do it in silence. We could then speak to yeah, each we, other. Yeah, we at least had. Like, we had a pretty cool support system, to be fair. And, I mean, still, like, our support system, but again, it's a very rare thing nowadays, mm. but our support system hasn't really changed. No, it hasn't. And I think, but then I think it's, like, I remember, like, back in high school, like, trans people mm-hmm. weren't necessarily spoken about. No, you didn't really know anything about it. it. Whereas yeah. now, we're so, as people part of the community, we're so aware of well, it. Well, two, two of my best friends are trans. Yeah. <laughs> Literally two of my best friends. But back then, we didn't ever think anything no. of it. Well, you, you just, if you just said trans to me when we were in, like, 2009, I'd have been like, what? Yeah. But like, I wouldn't have known what that meant. Like, it, it, because it is such a lack of education. And don't get me wrong, I mean, that's a lot of, especially in UK society and mm. as cultural and social change within the UK, we've come a long old way in the last few oh years. Oh my God, like, yeah. A very like, long way. Even just, like, people older than us, our parents and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, for They've had to learn as well. Like, even, like, now, like, my mum always... Like, my dad was obviously amazing as well. But, like, my mum, like, and my aunties and that, like, who... Like, my mum's friends that I always refer to as aunties. Yeah. Like, we all go to Brighton Pride together. Like, we make a well, weekend you didn't, of it. you didn't get to do your Pride. They threw you... They, your yeah, mum we, threw you your own Pride. Yeah, last garden, year, because of incredible. COVID, yeah. Pride was cancelled. So my mum threw me and like just obviously the people were allowed incredible, uh, at though. home prides and like it's just the, like that like you wouldn't ever dreamt of that I never really dreamt of that happening because no like, and it wasn't I didn't that see I it. never I never thought that of my family I just didn't I couldn't envision that level of support from anybody no, yeah. over something that I was so convinced was not because you st- and I still feel like oh no well like, like I have to explain that I'm gay. Why though? Why do I? Have yeah, to and you can see like, like, like well I know I just it. I just have a girlfriend. So it's just like, oh, right, so you're gay. Like, well, that's fairly obvious, isn't it? Mate? Yeah, that's what like, well, I've yeah. done. Well, because I've got a vagina and I've just said I've got a girlfriend. So yes, yes, obviously I'm gay. It's not... Also, look at me! Of course I'm gay! <laughs> oh, honestly, that's my idea. I just do not understand it. And I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's like the whole stereotypes and that. Like, they still do exist now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, one of the questions I was going to ask you is, like, obviously, like, you being in the school environment, like, what... How do you see it from a teacher's perspective of, of what other students are like towards each other and stuff like that? Um, I'll be honest with you, it, it makes me... I, I, was, I think when I got into education, I was especially particularly in the role I am now, so like behaviour management mm. and, and sort of that welfare aspect and uh, pastoral aspect of, yeah. of education. I, was, I think I was expecting... Um, a lot, And it sounds bad, but like I think I was expecting a lot more incidents of of homophobia and, and racism and things like that mm-hmm. um like you know spe- very specific issues um and luckily and i'm very glad to say that i haven't had loads however what i'm sad to say is that i've had any um because it's 2021 and mm-hmm. we shouldn't be exp- i mean i started working in education in 2018 we shouldn't yeah it shouldn't have been an issue in 2018 the fact that it's still an issue now makes me—I mean—it makes me incredibly sad because it just make, what it makes me sad for is the kids because the mm-hmm. world is going to keep changing, and when when the kids are stuck in that mentality, and they then decide to grow up around that invite that same environment, it, that's never going to change for them. They're going to be the ones left behind. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're forward thinking. Mm-hmm. We're open to change. We're happy to accept everybody, mm-hmm. and the world will keep developing. Yeah. So we will develop with the world. Those are the people that will be left behind, and that's where I take my solace in it now. Yeah, and I think 
it's such a, yeah, like, it's such an important viewpoint, and I think as well, like, I mean, again, like, going back to when we were in high school and that, like, I, I don't know if you feel it, but a part of me feels angry that we almost, we weren't thought, like, our community wasn't thought of, it wasn't ever a, a thing, really, like, th- we had so many lessons on so much stuff, mm-hmm. but it was not, I don't, I personally don't remember one thing, like, I remember, do you remember, so our school was involved in the sex education show? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. And we had a line up. great close-up of oh me, my god. <laughs> when they, funnily enough, when they're talking about a clitoris, and I wasn't out then, <laughs> and somebody made they a video. <laughs> <laughs> Cameraman's up soon to the ginger. <laughs> that one with the side fringe, so it's dead movie. <laughs> she knows what we're talking about. Um, but like, so that came to our school, and we'd done like filming for like two days, mm-hmm. and it was we had a lineup. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah, there was a, a lineup. Well, there was a couple because like, it was a few days. Yeah, few there was a lineup of like six women. And we were told to pick out the lesbians. Yes! Yes! Like, even back then, like, you'd... Also, like, you'd never get away with that on telly now. Literally. You would never get away with that on TV But, now. like, our, so our school hosted that show. Yep. Those sort of questions were asked. Mm. But... But not in the way that they would be asked now. If, if, if it was this year, and they went to the school this year, there would be a, a, an active effort made Mm -hmm. for them to come across in a certain light that of which was not appropriate or popular in 2010 or whenever it was that we did it no so like nobody cared but like that will not air now and that there's a reason why the sex education show especially in the year that it came to our school Mm. is not shown on channel four anymore in reruns at stupid o'clock at night and Mm -hmm. it's because you cannot put things like that on tv anymore because it's not it, it, I mean, there were so many questions that, like, when I think about it now, and it's been years since I thought about that, but, like, some of them were so inappropriate. Incredibly yeah, then, inappropriate. But then yeah. I think there's that thing of, like, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but schools are so quick to jump on stuff like that, because mm-hmm. obviously it gives the school publicity, but then at the same time, it's like, well, then as soon as that programme and the crap camera crew and all that packed up and went, that was it. Was yeah, like, where there was no it. conversation about it after. There yeah. was no follow up, you know, quite I remember quite a few of us having questions after it and there was no like even you know, like, there was no, like what I would do now for example, right? Is if I if I knew my school were going through that, the school I work at now, if they were gonna do that, what I would then suggest to like our SLT or our like middle leaders or whatever, is I would then say, Oh well maybe we should arrange an assembly for everyone that takes part in it mm-hmm. to come and if they have any questions and stuff have have these questions and have us as staff answer it, contain it, keep it within the school. Mm-hmm. You know, especially because now, because I mean, there's such an age of social media. Yeah. You know, we didn't, we couldn't video Snapchat or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Oh my god, I sounded so old then. I just heard it. <laughs> but I just Back heard it. And went, oh, video Snapchat. It's just Snapchat. <laughs> That's what you want about. No, yeah. Um, like, we couldn't Snapchat it or whatever. Like we'd have to take a picture of it. Then wait till we got home. Then upload it to then, yeah. Facebook or BBM mm-hmm. or something. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not the same, and it's and it's rapid now. Yeah, and I think you know, I just I just personally feel a bit failed by the educational system. Because again, like, we yeah, ha- and I don't blame you for that. We I don't had think you to were learn that either. Yeah, like we, ha- I feel like our generation had to learn a lot. Again, like we've said, mm-hmm. on our own in silence, yep. Yep. or even post high school, mm-hmm. Maybe and like sixth form and college. Yeah. Like we had to learn it basically by experiencing it, mm-hmm. by experience homophobia, by doing yep. all that. Yep. Even in school, like I wasn't out and all of that, but boys in my in 
obviously it was obvious like yeah. I was very I was camp mm-hmm. but then my excuse would always be that camp was me being funny like that's yeah. why I used to rely on yeah. to be funny and all of that yeah. and it's like yeah okay that's true to a certain extent now but it's almost like I was then using it as a hiding mechanism to it was be just like, you no. going oh no when I'm putting this up well it's not though no, it's, it's, it's me fine. and like we all knew that was you but exactly. it's like, well okay and it's, but the thing is it's that thing of like but it's like everybody knew I was gay mm. because who doesn't like no I'm gay but I was I wasn't ready mm. and like unfortunately in high school I got outed as we all know. I mean, yeah, but so like, And, like, that sucks. Like, and that's the thing, is, like, we've had a very similar experience within our gay sort mm. of world, like, our, our lives as gay people. And it is different, and it does differ. And, like, we've got... Because we're, like, we're, we're the gay... You're the gay guy friend, I'm the gay girlfriend. Mm. Everybody else is straight, you know? Yeah. Like, in our friendship, which is great, and it's fine. But it, it does make it difficult, because we're really the only ones then when you can be like, oh, okay, this feels like this you know, when I'm trying to hide this and we're the only ones that get it. Yeah, and do you know what? Like, it wasn't until recently, really, that I actually did think about, like, being outed in high mm-hmm. school. Like, That's I so was. funny. I was, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I definitely was. And then, I then remember trying so hard to cover it up, being like, no, this person's a liar. Like, that absolutely didn't happen. And I like, know you're sad now. Yeah, it, it makes that me makes sad. me sad because I'm like... Like, I don't know, like, the film Love, Simon is one of my all-time oh, favourite films. Oh, I love that film. But yeah. the moment that he gets outed by the guy and he turns around to him and he's like, that's my time, that's my choice, you took that away from me. Yeah. And, like, that was taken away from us when yeah, we were yeah, yeah. outed. Like, it's like I remember when I found out who it was that outed me. And they were, because they, were, they were a really good friend of ours. Mm. Um, and I remember her coming up to me and being like, I am really sorry I did not because like and I mean look we were young and naive like there was no yeah. way that at our age that anybody could ever understand what they would do mm-hmm. I don't I mean I didn't understand what that was going to do to me no 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 absolutely. and like I, did, like I didn't know at 26 years old I would still be thinking about that pretty yeah. much every day like because it is because it's it really takes something away from you because like that's that's my frigging story, man. That's not your story. You've not had to feel any of the things that I have felt having mm-hmm. to deal with this thing. And when I say deal with this thing, I'm not dealing with anything. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is get to a point in my life where I can be happy with who I am. Like you luckily were yourself. born with that. Yeah. Like, I've been told... I was born happy and then got told by society that my my way of being happy was not the right way. So I've now got to figure that out. Luckily, with our age and our generation, we had a ma- like you know we've had inc- there've been incredible breakthroughs for the last however many years with yeah. you know that community. Don't get me wrong, still a long way to go. Of course, there is, but we also I feel like we really do need to appreciate where, where we've come from, you know, mm-hmm. as well. Um, and like I just yeah, like in high school, it was. I, I think it was. It, it's harder because everything matters a lot more as well when you're a teenager. Yeah, everything is so much more close to your heart. Yeah, like everything is the end of the world. Yeah, fifteen. Literally. Like I mean, legit. Like mm. you know, you like you literally broke up with a girlfriend of fifteen and it was the end of the world. Yeah. I probably broke up with a boyfriend of fifteen and it was the end of the world, and now I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, and it's like, <laughs> what are we on about? Like, it's that thing, and I think that's why like the whole conversation we're having now is that like. I so wish that we could, like, I would love to go back to my high school mm-hmm. and do a talk and be like, do you know what, like, don't listen to those fuckers that are going to put you down. Oh, God, Or yeah. question who you are, like, you own it, like, yeah. and I know it's easier than done, but, like, I've been there, also, we've just, both like, been high there. High school is not the world, like, I have to remind my students of it a lot, and it reminds me of us so mm. much, because your whole world is high school. Yeah. 
And like, they, there's no beyond it because you've never experienced anything yeah. beyond it. And I forget that. Mm-hmm. And then I come back after a half term or something and kids will be talking about something. Like one of my students will be talking about this thing that doesn't really matter at all, but it really matters to, to them. them. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Do you remember when everything really mattered? Yeah. Like, and genuinely, yeah, everything really mattered because it was the end of the world. Because what you don't realise is you get older and the people that stick around are the ones that are worth sticking around for. Yeah. Like, But you don't realise that. You're never gonna com- you never would have convinced me of that in high school. Never would have convinced you of that in high school. No, no absolutely chance. not. And I think, like, even now, like, thinking about it, like, and this is what gets me as well, is when people, like, especially in my industry, when they meet me, and they're like, oh, okay, he's just, like, a whatever gay guy. <sighs> but I'm like, what I what I love about meeting and interacting with people from our community is the backstories. Yes. Like, you can think that I just love sequins, like, I love being extra sometimes, <laughs> and all of this. Which is true, but still. <laughs> it's true, but... <laughs> But, like, that is part of who I am. But also, like, you don't know but my backstory. there's also a reason. There's a reason for why you're like Yeah, like, you don't yeah. know my backstory. Yeah. You don't know that I was outed while I was in high school. You yeah. didn't know I had to face this. You didn't realise I had to do this. Like, yeah. Johnny, like, there's so much... Well, people often look, people to, look at me and think I'm a very, very charming, attractive and sophisticated you are. <laughs> We're laughing because I am all of the opposite of those things. <laughs> no, you're but, not. But, like, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's like people go, oh, no, well, Hull's, like, Hull's really funny. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but you have no idea why I'm funny. You don't no, know yeah. why I'm funny because you know I had these really horrific issues growing up and yeah. you know mum had addiction issues dad wasn't there and had to look after brother and things like that like you don't consider any of that mm-hmm. what you think is are oh, we well, just a bit funny and that's then the industry that you oh because you you know have to look after kids that have like all these issues and I'm like well no because I'm I was one of those kids with those issues and that's why I'm funny and can look after them now yeah like you and that's what's really nice I think that's the thing like we like I've always thought about it as well, of like, if you don't have the experience on the topic or anything like that, you sh- you can give your advice, but like, you shouldn't give the If you haven't lived you... it, you can't tell somebody else how to live that exactly. situation. Yeah, literally, yeah. Um, and so I, what I always say to my kids is, and like I say, I'm, I'm always really, really open to my students, because I feel like it's important, I think, that having a, a, an openness, obviously to a degree, yeah, um, have, having an openness and, and a really honest relationship with students makes a real real difference as to how you can have an impact on their education whether that be socially or or academically yeah and I'm so with you on that and I think like to wrap this up yeah like you being a teacher and being in such like you're literally in the educational system Mm -hmm. what do you think needs to be done to better this in schools I think from right now, with the new enough like two years that we've had mm. with the pandemic, I think there needs to be a major, major shift in how they are gonna assess these uh, this current year of GCSE education going through, and how they will make sure that they that those kids are getting the best out of the educational system, higher education or not, mm-hmm. whatever they want to go and do, whether that be apprenticeship, whatever that they are getting the most out of that. And I think that we need to carry on the push for um, better equality in schools. Mm-hmm. Again, I think it's important to be out with the staff, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're happy to be. Um, and making sure that we're talking about these real issues with PHSE and, and human life skills and things like that. And um, these conversations is what's important, having these conversations. Yeah, like I would love, obviously, for... Uh, gay, bisexual, trans, non-binary, whoever and whatever you are, 
like to listen to this conversation and be like, do you know what? Like these two have been through it. They have experience. They have knowledge. Yeah. And like, I mean, like even like now, like we obviously we could like, we could learn more. Oh yeah, of we, course. Have, we do. But need the thing to is, is like, more, so every, every day is a school day, man. Like you have to you have to go out. You have to be open to learn. If you go out with an open mind and the intrigue to learn, then you're gonna you're gonna be fine. You're gonna yeah. be fine. Once you once you have that closed mindedness, quite frankly, you're an arsehole. Yeah. Like, just... Honestly. Yeah. Um Do you know what I think that's the best point to leave it Yeah, on. there we go. That you just rounded this up. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for like, coming both, on both the show. Genuinely, thanks very much. Thank you. And um yeah, cheers, babe. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> wow. Literally, I love that chat so much. I just love the way Holly speaks about everything. She's yeah. so in depth and so, oh, what's the word? Like she just knows her stuff and she's so confident with it. Yeah, she um she knows how to speak about that stuff, and mm. I think it was so nice because like as much as we are like best friends and we talk all the time, we don't really sit down and obviously talk about issues like that. Like it was, it was almost weird to sort of sit there with her and talk about it because we've been friends for so many years and yeah we've never really actually had that moment to sit and reflect almost and Mm. yeah it's like so many good points are raised in there about like lgbt education in schools and things like that like even just when we was at school like pshe lessons and like we were like sex ed it was always like yeah nothing like that and it was never the sort of it was never even mentioned really that mm. they're gonna there's other kinds of sex kind of other sex out there also I did not realize that you had that sex education program come to your school yes. and you had to look at like vaginas oh my god so I had to do a workshop which is all about the vulva Me, sorry what do you need what do you need to know about that exactly why was I putting that one like was an actual woman like came in and showed you that literally it was a lineup of five six or five naked women stop and we had to pick the one that was we thought was a lesbian what but how can you tell it was literally going off of their looks yeah sorry what i know it was a very have like parents consent forms for you to yeah we had to have um like consent and then because i was chosen why did your parents say yes i don't know i think it's because i was like i'm gonna be on tv (laughs) (laughs) that was very true um, I mean, I had an awful hairstyle in it, so we will... Oh, that, that, was, that was the biggest issue. Forget about that. <laughs> but no, like, even like what I said in the in the interview, like in the chat with Holly, it's just, it, it annoys me that like schools put out for these like companies and programmes to come to their places and mm. do their thing. And literally once they're packed up and gone, that is it. Like, yeah, you never get any other sort of awareness yeah. I guess and that was a, probably a very specific example that you have more education than most would have done you know yeah. like by having that program come in yeah definitely 100% and I think Holly's idea like of how she was like we could do an assembly afterwards if I had that now that's how I would have done it mm-hmm. and I was like yeah like that's how it should have been dealt with and yeah. but it's good that there are teachers like Holly now that would raise that um yeah and I think she I have to commend her because I think she is knowing what children are like and high school kids are like mm. um I have to applaud her and commend her for being so openly out as a teacher um, yeah 
and she does it to, to basically show that it doesn't matter like who gives an f like and I think yeah I think she's so brave for doing that especially in a school environment and it's uh, like we said in there um how we almost wish we had more people like that when we were at school mm. because yeah like, and there was a one de- one teacher that I referred to in there that I didn't know <laughs> names but um it was that thing of just because they were an adult and you're a kid it was almost like mm. looked, I almost weirdly felt like looked down upon and mm. almost taken the mickey out of by them because that's so weird I was camp and like maybe they thought oh well, like he's gay or whatever like mm. he doesn't know it yet or do you know what I mean like and I just think if I was a teacher and I saw that in someone yeah I'd be a bit more nicer but I guess it's just yeah. me aren't they like no but I think you would be like as a teacher your that's responsibilities to like you know look after your students you know and like encourage them and not take the piss out of them like that's like that's what you should be doing yeah and it's that thing of like Holly is such a good teacher and I think what also I find funny is that Holly never really sort of set out to be a teacher in that kind of way like she Mm. always she loved her music she's a great singer she's great at playing guitar and writing such great lyrics and all this and like we thought that was the route she was going to go down and now she's in where she works what she works as now in a school it's so nice how she's still taken that like love for stuff and she has just put it into like the children she works with because mm. like, even, like, we'll, we'll call each other on like a Friday or whatever and we'll be like oh god I'll be and all this and like we both complain but then Holly's always so like it's for the kids at the end of the day kind of thing like and she does all of so this. nice I think it is nice to remember that there are teachers like that out there and not all teachers are horrible <laughs> nah. no like um, there are some amazing teachers yeah and Holly's obviously a good example and her two students won't realize the impact she's had on them yeah until they've left Absolutely. and then they'll come back and appreciate her mm-hmm. which is sad that she doesn't almost get the appreciation now but we're shouting out her because she's doing such amazing work she is and um also, yeah, I didn't really... Oh, no. No, okay. go on. No, go on. <laughs> she, what she was saying about WhatsApp being, like, one of the biggest, like, issues for school kids as well. So that's so interesting because like, I never would have thought that, like, WhatsApp no, would same. be the case. Same. Like, we were saying in the chat again, like, we always talk about, like, BBM and MSN and all of that. Mm, and now it's mm. WhatsApp and obviously yeah. encrypted and all of that WhatsApp. So it's like... Yeah. Jesus. I, I, again, like, yeah, I, I didn't think that that was a, a big thing like that. Like, I just wouldn't think like a like a message platform as opposed to like Instagram or Snapchat where there are pictures mm. like that I would thought that like the Insta and the TikTok and the Snapchat would be more of the problem rather than just yeah. like messaging apps like but yeah it's just so interesting it is and I think like it's we covered like some really good situation uh yeah like situations in our lives like we spoke about how we sort of both came out to each other at a young age um, on like a random mm-hmm. trip for a friend's birthday we literally only just sort of met and mm-hmm. we somehow just opened up to each other and even like we spoke about going to our first pride together and that and how we were still very much in the closet and mm. we did not even in the closet we just didn't really know who we were at that point and but that's okay it's like even but like even when I was there like I remember I literally remember it so much that like my friends who I was with was like, oh, like this guy's cute or this woman's cute or whatever. Like, 
and I'd mm. be like, like I, I would just freeze do you know what I mean mm. and it's like it's it can to go to pride for your very first time like it can be very overwhelming I think mm-hmm. especially if you don't know who you really are and you are trying to find yourself like if you're not that type of person to put yourself out there um yeah it can be very daunting but prides are the best bloody time ever yeah um, they are fun and like as a straight person they're very fun <laughs> but obviously it's not my space it, I'm just very lucky to be welcome but no but it's true because I can't just be like get to party because it's a very important place oh no, yeah um but I think like we spoke about before like it even now like I'm 26 nearly oh god nearly 27 oh. Um, oh, you still got a few more months calm you still got a few more months calm down um okay soon as I'm 26 <laughs> it's <laughs> It wasn't for like another like two three years ago that I actually started going to like gay bars and all stuff like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, even yeah. then, it's that all that time ago, like it's so different. And one thing that I absolutely loved that Holly said was when she said that we had to learn in silence because we couldn't, mm. we didn't really know of anyone to reach out for. We didn't really have those people to look up to or like teachers that we could go to talk about things. There wasn't anyone really like that like mm. it and we've mentioned it again like we had such a good support system in terms of friendships friendship groups but for us it's not the same like we could talk to each yeah. other but there was no one there to really learn that kind of stuff and yeah and like you want like you sometimes want an adult to learn from or like to ask questions that you're uncomfortable asking yeah exactly and like especially like I know we obviously grew up with the internet but not in the same way that like kids today could now go and like look on pink news or like go on twitter and find mm-hmm. like gay icons and stuff that like, they oh could God, ask yeah. questions to like it is a very different online space mm-hmm. which has obviously massively helped with everything and like even things like drag race becoming so mainstream like that was so different from 10 years ago when we were at school oh my god yeah so different like none of that was really like was really around like yeah it is so weird like so weird to think back properly to that sort of time to be like Mm. we didn't really have half as much as what there is available now and I was thinking because I was doing lots of stuff that's a bit weird links I was doing loads of content on men Chelsea this week because it was 10 year anniversary yeah and I was thinking it was so funny because not funny but like interesting that Ollie Locke started that show going out with a woman had really long hair I mean it has really important and now 10 years later on the show he he was literally married on the show to his partner Garris, so they both have the same surname, which is hilarious. <laughs> and they're like crying for a baby, and like that's the conversations that's from the show. And it's like that's so it's so interesting to see how far we've come in those 10 years. Mm-hmm. The conversations that Ollie was having to now. It's mm-hmm. just it's really nice to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's like it's good to have those conversations, I think. Like mm. after sitting down with Holly, I think it is important to have those to have those more serious conversations sometimes. Like we have it on this, obviously, the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think we're just like other friends. I think sometimes it is actually nice to have like an intellectual sort of conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not like how many shots can you down? Like, tell me about yeah. your soul, Absolutely. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, down how many shots you can and then tell me. <laughs> I mean, that's when, it usually, that's when it usually comes out anyway. That is when it comes out. <laughs> oh, God. But yes, thank you so much, Holly, for coming on the pod. We really appreciate it. And yes, thank you so much, Holly yes um so let's move on to our good news of the week what so is it? actually it's kind of linked to what we've just been talking about okay 
So it's called, it's the headline reads, lesbian couple crowned prom king queen for first time in Ohio school district. So Annie Wise says she will never forget the moment that she and her girlfriend, Riley Loudermilk, sorry, what was her name? Wow. Loudermilk. Were elected prom king and queen by their Ohio senior class. It was so cool. I, it was like loud screaming, lots of tears. Why said the couple who are both 18 have known each other since third grade, started dating six months ago. They knew their friends were waiting for them for prom court at King's High School in King Mills, Ohio, but they didn't think they had a chance of winning. Um, usually prom, prom king and queen is like a popularity contest and neither of us are really on that popularity spectrum. Um, then they are the first queer couple to be elected prom king and queen in the King's local school district. Um, and there's a, a little other stuff about like, what other people have said, like from their school. But I just think it's really nice. That They're is like, so nice. Yeah. And again, you don't really hear of it. Like, yeah. So I know I, that's not really a thing we do here. Yeah. I know we have problems, but we don't really do like the prom king and queen no. thing. But like that, especially, like, I think, and I know we're not, like we are more forward thinking like than America mm. so for, I feel like for America as well that's a much much bigger statement mm-hmm. that, like in that like state in that district they were the first couple yeah and it's 2021 that is so nice and do you know it makes me think of um I don't know if you've heard of it or seen it um the musical prom um and it's on is that Netflix. the one, it's that the one with James Gordon yeah yeah we won't talk about that we'll overlook him um <laughs> But, like, it's such a feel-good film. It makes me cry all the time. And, like, I said to Gabriel <laughs> after we've watched it, I've watched it, like, a thousand times. Oh. Um, it's... I, I want to throw, like, a big gay prom. Like, I really oh. want to do that. Like, almost like a pride prom. I just think it'd be so, be so cute. cute and cool. And, yeah, I would just... I'd love to see more stuff like that. Yeah, it's really That's nice. It's... <laughs> yeah, we'll share the picture because there's really cute pictures of them like, hugging yes. together. Oh my so god! Cute. Yeah. I feel like a proud mum. Don't even know them. <laughs> <laughs> so again, there is no book of the week because it's been tough. <laughs> not gonna lie, but I'll be back next week. I'm gonna try. I really will because my Goodreads <laughs> is shaming me for not reading. Um, so moving swiftly on. Scott, what have you been gifted this week? Um, so I have been gifted this week. Um, so the lovely PR at TM Lewin um, have sent me three shirts that they thought I would love. They handpicked them for me. Um, oh, okay. Twice prom? Yeah, twice my prom. Um, <laughs> love a joke. And basically it's just, they like chose three different shirts and... Um, so they put in it like attack the week by slipping on some tutorial confidence, celebrate hump day in comfort, and start the weekend early in a tailored style. A balance between looking sharp and feeling relaxed. And they just like really hope you love them. Let us know how you get on with them. Um, and they are such nice shirts and they are so me. And Aww. yeah, it was just really nice. It just turned up on the doorstep and I was like, oh my God. <sighs> Yeah. And now, like, we can actually, you can actually wear like nice stuff out of the I house. Know. Like, I wore one of them to work. Yes, like on Monday, um, start the week off feeling smart. Yeah. And, yeah. I just um, it, it's what's so weird, isn't it? How like getting dressed up like actually makes a difference. And I've been wearing shoes, mm. even though literally I'm working in the flat. Like, but even like, wearing shoes makes you feel more 
like really oh yeah i get that yeah because you feel like you're like not relaxed 100 percent. so you have to be working yeah yeah and it makes you feel like more in the office kind of thing but not (laughs) yeah yeah no i get that yeah no yeah that was my gift of the week oh very nice (laughs) um well i think that's it for us this week it's <laughs> been lovely having had having holly on the pod yes um, thank you again my love please continue to rate review and subscribe it really helps out if you left us a little review telling us how much you love us or how much you hate us we'd rather that you don't do that but you know yeah. it's a free country keep it nice and clean, but... <laughs> nice and clean. maybe not maybe keep it you know nice and be clean um <laughs> and we, we don't judge. like four stars is great yeah no three star ratings are allowed sorry (laughs) um but no yeah it's so nice to hear some of your feedback we've had some really nice messages this week from people listening in um and we're glad we're putting smiles on people's faces so please keep it up um you can get in touch by going on the instagram account which is wind down the podcast you can tweet us at winddown underscore and you can also email us at winddownthepodcast at gmail.com um and yeah thank you beauties thank you we'll see you next week from my flat or scott's flat because we'll be together (laughs) (laughs) bye